Welcome to the DYM podcast. It's a whole new era. It's a whole new world. I am one of your hosts, Andrew Fiore. With me, as always, my life partner, my partner in crime, my co-host, Sean Donnelly, everybody. Hello, Dimwit Nation. How are you? Holy Tony, tell cow. Where we are. We are on StreamYard. We are we're in Laugh Button now. We are in the Laugh Button universe. We have I love it. like just like the Avengers, just like just like <laughs> the Marvel universe, the MCU. You have the LCU, the Laugh, the LBCU, the Laugh Button universe as Rad Dude Cast. We're gonna team up with Rad Dude Cast and kill bad guys. Uh, we're so excited because now so we're gonna exciting. have. We're already doing it. We're off and running. We're we're having a video element to the show. This is this is fantastic. It looks amazing. Wait till you guys see it. And we couldn't be more. We couldn't be happier. So that was the big announcement a couple of days ago. Was that we have joined the laugh button. You guys have you've waited. You've you've toiled away, Andy. Dimwit Nation has toiled away, just waiting for this announcement. And finally, <laughs> it's here. And uh, what that means is it means just what's happening. We're we're, we're going to put out videos. We're going to put out more episodes we're going to put out way more content involved with the show so this is only a uh, a positive thing for the show and we're, we're so excited about it and it could not be a better fit and uh and and like we were saying I, I, the reason why i love the laugh button because it's just funny people doing their shows Absolutely. there's no there's no bullshit cornball agenda there's no fucking right. stupidness they're just funny people that we know that are just trying to put out like good podcasts there's no like fucking retarded whatever so oh i just said retarded see he's okay, normally now, not this I'm angry get canceled. I'm gonna get canceled. normally yeah. not this aggressive i don't know what got into him you're a little bit of catnip tonight but shawnee that being said we should uh thanks to bobby kelly and matt uh klingenschmidt who uh, brought us over to the laugh button network and we're so excited to have uh, our new producer mike suarez here You'll hear him from time to time for references. We love Mushy Mike. We're so excited. We should really uh, give a big thanks to our old producer, Alex uh, Brazel from Showbird Studios. He really set the podcast off from day one with you, Shawnee, right? Back yeah, in the day. he did. He was a huge help. He uh, he had, I guess I can say this now, Alex was a guy who had a studio in his apartment. He built right, out a studio, yeah. which is... Uh, he was getting tax picked, breaks, I yeah. think. <laughs> no, no, he wasn't. He actually lost the apartment over it. <laughs> They thought he was they're doing some kind of crazy business, but um, <laughs> yeah, he's our buddy, and uh, he's he's still a friend of the show, and and thank you so much for uh for helping us out for for X amount of years, and 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 now onwards and upwards here. This is this is uh you know I'm really excited about it, and absolutely, I'm, I think uh, adding the video element will be able to help us promote the show even more, and uh, we'll we'll really just up up the classiness, I should say. 
The classiness of this, of this uh, like endeavor. There was an element of class to begin with. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we but, can't say yeah. classiness when Andy's in Jersey right now. You can't. <laughs> this is as classy as the background is ever going to get. I'm at my mom's house. Don't let this like golden tinged mirror and chandelier yeah. set fool you. I'm yeah, normally in a background are, with a shining poster. Yeah. And, is Andy? Vision. Are you the Wicked Witch from Snow White, Andy? He has this giant <laughs> mirror behind him that looks like he's going to just say mirror, mirror on the wall any minute. Who is the ginger <laughs> bearded of them all? <laughs> Dude, it's spooky out here, man. Sean, you're coming uh, over here tomorrow because we got some shows in Jersey this weekend, which we'll yes, mention later. We should mention uh, man, that. Man, I, I need my pal here. When, that, when nobody's here, it's out in the woods. I'm watching horror movies at 1 a.m. at night, and, I'm, and the house is old. It's creaking and cracking. I'm scared out of my mind. Are you getting freaked out by the horror movies? Dude, I watched a movie, which we'll get to last night because I want to explain to the new listeners what we kind of do here. But I, I shouldn't watch horror movies alone in the woods. I, I mean, I know that's recipe 101 for disaster. <laughs> It also makes it sound like you're dragging the TV into the woods. <laughs> hey, I shouldn't have sat on that old tree stump and watched watched Exorcist four times in a row. What are you doing tonight? I'm watching Friday the 13th in my own pet cemetery. <laughs> Off Route 24. I am I'm all Halloweened out. Uh, but but what dude, you, what, what was this, the deal? What this old house grow like it makes human noises and it scares you. And I'm 41 goddamn years old and I still have that irrational fear that like somebody's gonna break in and somebody's gonna sit on my head and strangle me and murder me. But here's the thing, man. Uh, you what you call it? Um, you absolutely. That I would freak me out as well. But there's also a, it's not just that the house making noises. When you're home, do you ever notice this? You go back into the almost like the role of being a kid. Not where it's like you're hundred percent. Not where you're going out and uh, you know play you know, with your friends and but but I mean like where it's you 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 get in that mindset a little bit more. So you have a whole history of that that house from when you were a kid. Like you didn't grow up there, but you lived there. You've know, been there for a while. Your parents were there for a while, right? So I was like, never here in this house as a child, but it's right down the street from the house i did grow up in which is yeah which is story. basically the same thing yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so it feels the same you know my mom's still making me grilled cheeses and i'm still doing <laughs> my laundry here and you know but i'm house sitting for her this week that's why i'm here alone yeah and it's just me and the cat and the cat i gotta be honest you ever seen a cat its eyes dart around like it's looking at ghosts which makes me feel way more unsettled you know there's a theory about cats that they're that they're it's like that they're alien and they're sent to watch us, like to, to monitor us. I mean, this fuckface sleeps twenty three hours a day. <laughs> yeah, he's and sleep he's up monitoring for about another hour, just you know, apparently contacting the dead. But uh, it's just because it's real woodsy. And others, the other thing, this is the area where Friday the Thirteenth was filmed out here. So when I was big into those movies as a kid, I go, oh, that happened right next door. That's scary as, as shit, you know. Oh, that would do it for anybody. I know that's like you. That's like uh, you grew up on Elm Street. <laughs> yeah, know, like, that's like you. That's like being afraid of the mafia, and you like you. You, you, right. you go to the bar where Billy Bats got killed. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just the same kind of thing. That. I have uh, actually wanted to do like a mafia walking tour forever. They you have know, like, those, right? Don't they? I have know. Like I just never done it. They probably have. They have. We almost went. For when when uh, uh my friend Dan Saint Germain, very funny comedian, got married, mm -hmm. we almost we were gonna go to they had Sopranos Con, 
It's like oh, SopranoCon. Right. And yeah. then we were going to go to, to um, what's the place? Not, it's not uh, Satin Dolls. It's not, it, I think it is Satin Dolls. What's it the real name of it? Yeah, and then bang, bang on the show. Yeah, so we were going to go to that strip club after we went to Sopranos Con because <laughs> he's such a huge fan of the Sopranos. That's probably their busiest I, day of the year. Which one? Satin Dolls, the day of Soprano Con. It's right there on Route it's 3. Got, yeah. I think Sopranos Con is at the Meadowlands. They're 10 minutes away from each other. They probably, everybody else probably has the same idea. You're probably right. But the, we didn't go because when you saw the lineup, you were like, this is the same. Right. I remember it was you like, telling me. It was like three extras and the horse. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, it, was, it wasn't even the horse. The horse is probably dead. It was like Pio Mai. Pio Mai. Poyamai's grandkid and then like three <laughs> three extras in the restaurant. <laughs> Poyamai's a tube of Elmer's right now. We've got its offspring. <laughs> but uh but yeah, so the thing is like we're also like just if you want to explain what the podcast is about, this is movies yeah, before. Man. Like like movies are a big part of our life. So it totally makes sense to me that you're in Jersey and you're like, I'm in a horror movie right now. I'm just <laughs> I'm just in this. Uh, I would be I, I used to get scared um, when I would use that doorman job just watching X, X Files at two in the morning in an oh, apartment yeah. building. So I can't imagine being in the middle of the woods. And watching horror movies and then just hearing the wind go through the house. That's insane. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, now, let me ask you this. Did you ever get questioned for a uh, crime that was committed around you? Did the cops ever come to you when you were a doorman and go, hey, did you uh, see so-and-so leaving the building? Or did you ever no. notice anything? No Because that's crimes. a big plot line in Law and & Order. The doormen are always... Uh, the doormen, and they're know. always... It's like the Mulaney joke where they're always the guy. I want to be guy who doesn't break his action while yeah. being questioned by They're the still police about a, a cab. murder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or opening the door. A cab. And they, they has the construction guy that's still hammering away. <laughs> the, the, right. the, the guy still stacking boxes at the, at the thing. Um, Bartender remembers every face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy she was with wasn't so good, though. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's the Mulaney. That's Mulaney's bit. Look it up. But um, no, I never got questioned about a crime, I don't think. But we did have – there was a woman in the building – um, and I won't say where it is, but not like it matters. There was a woman in the building who w was uh, still a renter. So the way this building operated was it was a rental building. And then in the eighties, it turned over or like, like nineties, it turned over to, um, um, co-op. Like where you, you buy them, like, you know, whatever it is. Ritzy. Ritzy, real Ritzy place. Like, you know, Upper East Side, really Ritzy. Mm -hmm. on Madison Avenue, you know? Anyway, so this woman who was I, – I didn't know much about – we'd see her randomly bring bags back and forth. So it should have been a way more nefarious thing why the cops were there. Like, well, like, what do you like mean? Like shopping parts, bags? Or like, 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 like garbage bags. We would see her bring garbage, garbage bags. bags in and out. So that could be anything from body parts to drugs. And yeah, totally. in actuality, what it turned out to be is that it wasn't a cop that questioned us. The guy kind of – he kind of presented himself like he was a cop, but he wasn't. And he was asking us about her comings and goings because the renters had really cheap rent there because it was like the from the 80s. So a lot of people would keep their lease going from the renting and then live somewhere else. But if the building could prove that your prime residence wasn't the building, they could kick you out as a renter. Ooh. So they were trying to do that to this woman. So that's why the building sent a private investigator to question us about this lady's uh, situation. So, what was in the bags? Do you ever find? I out? think it was just her stuff. She was what I what I understand oh, from somebody else is that cover up the. Uh, no, no. Yeah. What she was doing was she was using the apartment as a storage 
unit. Like she was just storing <laughs> stuff there. And I guess if she needed to move there, she would, or she would have somebody sublet it or whatever it was. They used to be really, they were strict in that building. Like really. Yeah. Strict yeah. People, you get a cheap piece of New York property and you hold on to it for dear life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the, the kind of cool thing is that when I guess, because there was a couple of couples, there were a couple of couples, there was multiple couples that did this. Uh, when they did switch over to ownership, you were able to buy your apartment at a substantially reduced rate. So okay. there was like really middle class people there that owned like apartments that they lived in for 30 years and then could sell for like $2 million. Like it was Jeez, like insane Louise. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Isn't that crazy? That's nuts, man. I love and hate hearing stories about that. You know, being a New York City resident for about almost 20 years now, you know, you, you always hear one guy is like, yeah, I've been paying 250 bucks a month since 1998. On, yeah, uh, right. You always hear, oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. I heard there's a pizza guy, uh, this guy that I used to hang out pizza with. The car. Pizza guy. Get by on the delivery guy wage. <laughs> no, the pizza guy that... uh. The, this guy I know that he lived in Queens, but the neighborhood where I used to live in. <laughs> Queens, this pizza guy I know. I love yeah, your social circle. And yeah. <laughs> That's where I used to get my pizza. Carmine's. It was this guy, Troy, at <laughs> Carmine's. He's great uh, in Brooklyn. But he told me a story of how his grandmother lived in the neighborhood that I lived in, and she paid like $300 a month oh, in rent. And it was God. like, I think it was a one bedroom, but still, come on, come on, 300 bucks. You and Carmine there should have uh, create, concocted a plot to rub out grandma. <laughs> Yeah. I think she was already gone. I think this was like a, an old story, but it's still one of those things where uh, she paid insanely cheap rent in the modern age, like in the past 15 yeah, yeah, years, yeah. like that kind That's of thing. Insane. So uh, to welcome all you guys who are new listeners, this is kind of what we do. We The movie D, uh, the podcast that we spawned this from, Shawnee had an idea way back in the day. It was called Defend Your Movie. And uh, what we would do was we would match up uh, two movies. Initially, somebody would defend a really bad movie that they happen to love, right, Shawnee? Yes. So that the initial idea, and I'll explain what happened. My initial idea was that you would come on and defend a movie that you love that nobody else loved. And everybody, every time I would tell somebody that idea, they would go, oh, I love that. That's a great <laughs> idea. But then people would come on and two things would happen. One, I'm dealing with comedians and they don't want to prepare for shit. We're just la <laughs> and I'm including myself. We're lazy, lazy people. And they would come on and go, what was it again? What did I have to do? And I'm like, uh, and I would tell them the premise and they wouldn't be able to think of something. So we end up talking about movies. And the second thing that would happen is somebody would come on and defend the movies for the same reason by saying, it's so bad, I love it. And I go, that's uh -huh. not a reason to defend the movie. That's what that's the other person saying. So after a while, I got kind of tired. So we, we were still kind of doing it when you you came on the podcast. When you when I teamed up with my my friend, uh, my Jersey friend, Andy Fury, we um, – we were still doing it a little bit, but when we, when we the way we tweaked it was uh, we would do movie matchups where we do two like somebody would pick a movie, we would do one that we thought fit into it that we could defend against that movie as a better movie. And right. one of my uh, favorite ones, for example, was like Cool Hand Luke versus Shawshank Redemption, two beloved right. movies in Perfect. the jail genre. That was a tough one. I still go. Yeah. Cool hand. And what we realized is when we were sticking so close to the format, we were we were kind of. Um, cutting ourselves down on the kneecaps by like restraining what we could talk about on the show. We rather be looser, freer, uh, talk about more random movie stuff, talk about whatever, yeah. talk about some TV stuff, maybe throw in the sign references. So what, what we realized <laughs> yeah. is 
let's go from calling it defend your movie to let's call it the DYM podcast. And what we could that could switch to is defend your media, defend your defend your yeah, like, you defend like, like, anything. Defend your mantra. Defend your whatever. Ooh, like you, I like defend your myriad of topics. Defend your Anything. myriad of topics. You, I think we're we're pretty uh, we're we're opinionated guys. Where we, we know what we like. Uh, we've gotten into it before, and you're so you're going to see us get into it on a, a slew of things, a plethora, if you will. Yeah, there's we're, a lot of Seinfeld references, and <laughs> we might not explain them all because, as our friend Gabby one time said, she goes, "You two have this telepathic way to know to." Is hear a word and then drop a Seinfeld reference and know what the other one is going to talk about. <laughs> it's almost impossible to talk to you. <laughs> so if you have an encyclopedic knowledge of Seinfeld like we do, then you're going to love this show. But we'll try and keep it to to a what we consider a minimum. But yeah, we got stories, and uh, again, we're both stand up comics. We've been around forever, and uh, we're just excited to be here. So uh, we're just let's keep moving on. I got some stuff. I watched one thing. We have a what did you watch segment every week. Um, and I watched one thing last night that I kind of referenced earlier that kind of got me scared sitting around the house alone. But before we get into that, um, I this kind of came up. This kind of took off on Twitter for me yesterday. I just posted a thing. It wasn't even a joke. I go, does anybody else put the toaster away after each use? Or is my mom just a psychopath? <laughs> She's got the counter space and she puts the poster away in this cabinet after each use. And I've I lose it every I can't figure out where it is every time. I wanted an English muffin yesterday and it took me 10 <laughs> minutes to locate the toaster. <laughs> And people lost their minds on Twitter. People were like, she's right. I mean, I started the fucking World War Three here. People were like, I, no, you need the counter space. No, you piece of shit. You put it away after each use. People I, were like, no, the nice thing to do is you, you put a toaster cozy on it. I mean, I didn't it, chain reaction. First off, I just learned what a toaster cozy was. Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't know that's a thing. And no. I'm with you. I know you're I never had it where you put away the toaster i've never seen that ridiculous i usually leave a toaster on a counter easy access easy access you can't like like toast is supposed to be a thing that's so uh impulse that you can't be like okay i need to prepare by taking out the toaster yeah i got a a machine here that i have to hunker down and lift i gotta bend at the knees to put on the counter i mean i get it this is uh this is a four pronged nice you can do two english muffins at once which is great but yeah. i don't know man people lost their minds we didn't find a uh, common ground so there's enough people out there that actually do put away the toasters oh that seemed to kind of be the leading edge no it, yeah was it mostly women not to be sexist but it was mo- a lot of the gals a lot of the gals that's what i'm saying <laughs> that's when it, that's what you realize when you live with women like there's there, there's a special care now not all women not all you know this is this is the opposite of yes all women I, yes all women <laughs> This is, yes. the, this is the opposite of it. Here, it I have a theory. Toasters. Too, not I'll all women put away their toasters. I'm sure. I don't want <laughs> well, to generalize there. Yeah. Go ahead. And then I'll tell you my idea. Why? Um, no, I think it's just a matter of being cleaner and uh, more organized sure. and tidier. Sure. And then probably that, what was that thing on Netflix that everybody was watching? Um, uh, 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 I forget the name of it. It was like the, Cobra Kai. No, <laughs> 
it was like I, it, it's gonna sound so bad saying this. It was like not Janet Kong. It was like something like that. What? It was this woman. I forget the name of it, but it was like this Janet thing where Kong. no, she was teaching people how to be minimalist and be more organized. I forgot the name of it. I'm gonna sound. It's, I dated a Janet Kong in 1994. <laughs> Big girl. <laughs> It's not. It's not Janet, Janet Kong. Kong. It's like Janet Kong's mom. <laughs> Janet. Janet's such a mom name. My best friend in the whole world, Steve Brown's mom's name is Janet Brown. Planet Janet, we call Janet it. Janet Kong. Janet Kong is Janet Kong's. I mean, King Kong's mom is funny. <laughs> That's really funny. It's like King, King, come on, get down get- off that building, Mister. Get down off that building, Mr. King. All Get day, swatting planes. Wipe your feet after swatting planes all day. <laughs> goes, Do you think King Kong's honey, mom? That's yeah. one mom that would not put away the toaster is King is King Kong's mom, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, no, you got giant bagels and you got a lot to do. Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing. I agree counter space first and foremost is what would be the decider. If you live in a New York City apartment, then maybe you put it away after each use. I get that. But my mom lives in a house. There's plenty of counter space here. Yes. So I don't there's no reason why she can't keep it out. She does it because of how what she likes the kitchen to look like. I guess exactly. that's the only thing. So here's why I think a lot of the guys stopped replying to this because they go, you know what? It's not worth the fight in my household. I just let her do whatever she wants. You know what I mean? They go, yeah. yeah, it's just not a yeah, it's not worth it for me. Because it's one of those things where, okay, so after you find out about it, Andy. Or do you agree with the idea of it? Or are you adamantly against it? Are you like, no, no, no. come on. Amy but Hawthorne, I, Booker New York Comedy Club, was the only real strong female. She goes, what? You're crazy. Keep it out on the counter at all times. But she lives in, in Queens in the city. And yeah. it's technically tidier. It's technically looks better for your counter if you don't have a toaster on it. But most people like put it, they'll use it and then put it in the corner. Usually the corner between the fridge and the counter. That's usually where people put it. You put it in the, little, the little little toaster nook between the fridge and the counter. Oh, I love I love a nook. Hey, I'm Roy. And I'm Maul. And we're the hosts of the new Roy and Maul podcast. That's right. I know you're probably listening to a podcast that you actually like right now, and we just interrupted it with an ad. That's all right. We're here. And I appreciate if you didn't hit the 15-second skip button. Listen to our show where we cover topics like music, mm-hmm. movies, yes. TV shows, which you love to binge watch. Of course. Just lifestyle stuff. And give our crazy stories about our day-to-day lives. Yeah. Check us out on the new Rory Mall podcast. Listen to wherever you get your podcast and let us know how you're feeling about our show. And once you're done listening to this podcast that you actually like, maybe you could check us out. <laughs> but here's the thing. My mom does this. Uh, and I think I'm going to be in the in minority on this one. Uh, my mom at her apartment, my mom lives in an apartment now. She went from a house to an apartment to make, make, make things easier to manage. She's getting up there in years. And mm-hmm. um, she puts her, she puts the toothpaste in a drawer, in one of the drawers it, below her sink. I can talk. I, <laughs> I got that beat. I got that beat. My <laughs> <laughs> mom uh, does what brushes her teeth in the kitchen sink. How's that for lunatics? Why is that? I, I, I have no idea. She's a maniac. She's putting the toaster away and brushing her teeth out here. She keeps a cup and her toothpaste and toothbrush 
in the kitchen. That's where she brushes her teeth. It's is that like reliable. a is that like a nineteen forties thing? Like they, I don't know why. <laughs> is that like a mom thing? Like a mom? They mom have a bathroom in, the in their master bedroom. Yeah, it's, it's insane, dude. She it's like one of those rocker. one of those old timey uh, uh, things um, where where they go like, "Get you! What are you doing brushing your teeth in the kitchen? The kitchen yeah. brushing teeth is a, is is a, I mean, what are you doing brushing your teeth in the bathroom? Kitchen's the place you brush your teeth." Is that like, was she, I keep was she, I keep my tooth powder in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, is that why? Maybe because that's back in the day they would use. Maybe baking she was soda a city kid growing up. Grew up, in, grew up in Jersey City. Maybe yeah, their tooth powder. My yeah, dad before he passed. My dad's you know was an old guy, and so that stuff was more acceptable. Maybe he rubbed off on my mom. Is what it was. Because he came from the old from the twenties. I can literally. see. Yeah, your dad. I was going to say depression, and then I just realized your dad was alive during the he depression. Was alive. But my dad would have a funny way of saying it. Sometimes he, when we were kids, he'd go and we would lose our minds the way he said it like this. He'd go, "All right, everybody, get ready for bed. Get your pajamas on. Clean your teeth." We'd be like, "Clean your teeth." <laughs> You're just, you guys are just spraying Windex on your teeth. <laughs> Make sure you clean your teeth before you go to bed. <laughs> All right, old timer. Sure. Using a tiny squeegee to clean each tooth. I got to meet Janet Kong at the VFW hall. <laughs> <laughs> we got to go to we're going to a real U, a USO dance this weekend. Me and Janet Kong. <laughs> we're gonna do the, the the Lindy. Janet Kong with Tokyo Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but here's the thing. So the, where does your mom keep the toothpaste then? Right on top of the she's got she sets her toothbrush on top of her toothbrush cup. It's a specific cup only used for brushing teeth. And then she keeps it on the counter. So I, I don't know if the toothbrush uh, setup is pushing the toaster into the cupboard, but apparently I you can have that. But the toaster is not acceptable. Which I is have. Bizarre, a, I know so. why that is. I think I have. Why. Let me ask you this. Did your mom no, come from come from a family of a lot of kids? No, two. Jesus, damn it. What about your dad? What apartment living. She lived, you know, they lived in Jersey City. Her, her dad owned like dry cleaners her whole life. I don't know. Maybe there's something bizarre in there. I'm I, thought ask maybe, her. I thought maybe it was like bathroom real estate reason where it's like your brother's got to get into the take a shower. You go brush your teeth in the kitchen. Like that, that could be. They did grow up in apartments. There's actually nothing wrong with. Uh, that like if you t technically like it's like kitchen anything can happen in the kitchen it's like it's, it's not a like, big sink you got a lot of spit zone maybe drooling everywhere part of the logic yeah yeah maybe yeah am I gonna start brushing my teeth in the kitchen I don't know where you're gonna clean your teeth but don't using <laughs> I don't know it just seems bizarre to me my mom puts her toothpaste in a drawer and then she also hides the Q-tips. <laughs> What parents and hiding shit is so odd to me because I don't know. My mom didn't hide any cleanliness stuff, but I did. I went and did a spot yesterday. She's gone. I, I had to use her deodorant because I left mine in New York. Oh, yeah. Secret. I, I left. A, yeah. The secret is I left a few arm roll on for when she comes home. <laughs> I know. You, you just maybe I just might take that one and maybe tell I'll that, replace it. Tell that joke again because you went out during that joke. No, no, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was like talking about losing confidence. Jesus. Now the joke's always never going to work. But speaking of what, so I had another kind of, you know, the um, Twitter handle, Super 70 Sports. Do you follow him? It's no. so funny. Oh, buddy, you got it. He just digs up these old sports photos. Really anything from the 70s and 80s in the past. It's like a nostalgia kind of thing. Yeah. And he's really funny with it, too. And it just kind of takes you back. 
he uh, he put up a thing that said best two albums back to back by one band, and it got subbed tweet. You know, I mean, he's got like half a million people following him. So I subtweeted uh, a picture of Rolling Stones, Exile on Main Street and Sticky Fingers. They were like 12, 13 months apart, which in like 71 and 72. Yeah, I go, that's my favorite back to back two albums right there. And it got like a thousand likes and, uh, you know, 500 retweets. And again, it's like all these things. Anyone, any joke I've ever done has never gotten as many likes as, <laughs> as me putting people, out. People don't like comedy, Andy. You know how many people right. just don't like comedy? Like they're just like, uh, or they, people think they can do it so much. Yeah. That they're just like, uh, yeah, all right. A, a cleverly written joke. Ooh, look at these two pictures. It also proves yeah, people yeah, are more visual than they are literal. Or, but uh, yeah. do you have an entry? I'm going Sticky Fingers and Exile. I mean, those two are my Sticky favorite fingers, albums of all time. Oh, two favorite two albums of all time. By a band that put out albums back to back. Oh, it's God. a great question. Um, it's, yeah, it might be a thinker, but hit us up on the socials, DYM Pod. Yeah, if you want to contribute, because <laughs> it's a that? fun topic, man. It gets uh, people there's, going. There's, the Beatles have to have multiple. Uh, yeah, but I. <laughs> I just I'm a Stones guy when it comes to the Beatles Stones and I love the Beatles. Don't get me wrong, but I just lean a little more toward the rock and roll of the Stones. And I'll just say Sgt. Peppers and whatever was around that has to be. Hey, I don't think Sgt. Peppers is. I mean, those songs are classics, but I mean, White Album's great. Don't get me wrong. I don't know the order as much as I do the uh, Rolling Stones, dude. Okay, so here you go. The, you, you're at you're blown out of the water here. Come on, look at this. Sergeant Peppers is a great album, right? The White Album was the year a year later. What year? And, Revo- was, and Revolver sixty nine. The Re- Revolver was sixty six. Sergeant Peppers. I don't think I'm, I'm blowing out of the water. Oh, I'm just saying. All right, what do you consider their best album? What Happy Road? What White Album? Personally, you think the white album is their best album? Yeah, and it's a double album. That's it's objective. I mean, it's subjective. You know, it's see, this is <laughs> this is what you do. You get your opinion, and then everybody else is wrong, no matter what the debate. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they, I am a, I'm a, I'm a Stones fan. Like I'm a big Stones fan. I like, I like the Stones a lot. Like I, I, but I also, um, oh, but I'll put, put it to you this way. But well. All right, I guess you can't. You kind of can't do this matchup, but like Beatles, I think are a better band than the Stones, uh, definitely, hundred percent. Because I first of all, just by reading off the album titles, uh, the album titles are more known than the Stones albums. They had, and they do have better. They had more hits. They had better they have fewer albums. albums though. The Stones have longevity. They've been around. Yeah, but they got shitty. Like, Exile on Main Street, Goat's Head Soup. Like another. the Stones are like the Simpsons. The Simpsons was great for X amount of years. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here's yeah. I just needed. I wanted to get. Uh, you have help. Rubber Soul. Uh, Rubber Soul is fine. Um, yesterday and today, nobody really talks about. Revolver's huge. Sergeant Pepper's huge. Magical Mystery Tour is huge. You said the record. Please, you can't name three songs on Magical Mystery Tour. I. I um. It's. It's. Uh, yes, I can. It's. Um. <laughs> no, I can't. You're right. But I'm just saying, from what I know of the. Uh, Mike, can you bring up the, the the track listings on all the albums? I don't know if they have that. If you go to it, it probably has. I, it, I right? didn't. I mean, we. Yeah, I don't want to get into a one-off one here, but I'm just saying, Pete. This is see. This is what happened on the subtweet is that people went berserk because I had one guy. He goes, "The Stones are absolutely atrocious." And I go, oh, "What do you like?" He goes, uh, 
Genesis is my all-time favorite. I went, we'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's Peter Gabriel's okay, but I despise Phil Collins, and I really hate Genesis, and I know Lambs Lie Down on Broadway is fine and everything, but that prog rock bullshit is not for me. That and was the other funny thing. Is you the don't people- think that later Stone should affect their average? They sucked after a while. They were not good, dude. Like, I the, the disagree. One- I'll tell you who's who's kept the most amount of street cred to me is Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Oh, uh, well, you have to go down this. Well, yeah, I'll go down it because you're out of your. You're from Jersey. There's a guy who's from Jersey. Why do you keep saying that as like it's a qualifier for me it's to like? It's a big Jersey thing. I get <laughs> it, but that's. You, but here's the thing about Bruce Springsteen is even new music that Bruce Springsteen puts out. First off, it's on brand, which I hate saying, but it's true, and it's it's also he like he's. Oh, you're out of your head. You're out of your head. It's crazy to me. I think he's overrated. Give me one reason why, because we have to wrap up pretty soon. I want to hear what movie you watch, but give me one reason why. Why? He writes about the same thing. He The sound, the songs sound very similar. They sound all the same. I'm tired of hearing about, I was in love in high school. I'm a blue collar guy. I work on my car. It's just overrated fucking nostalgia bullshit. The guy's the real deal. Well, he's not the, he's actually not the real deal. Yeah, he's, he's not the real deal. He never fucking he saved everybody out. Life. He basically came out with his biography. It was like, yeah, I should tell everybody. I'm, I'm not really that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. But but that's how good he is. He he convinced us all. The Rolling <laughs> He's a good liar. He's a good liar. The Rolling Stones, they are like, I think of them now as like The Simpsons. The Simpsons was good for like, what, 15 years, maybe 12 years? Oh, not even that much. It was good and for like. I'll get like the 10. Yeah, so for like one 10. through ten. The stones were b- good, better for longer than ten years. But that whole idea, like there's there's early Simpsons and late Simpsons. There's early Stones and late Stones. They they lived too long. They they lived long enough. They've lived a long to time. Make crappy music. You know, it's like that kind of thing. Like <laughs> anybody who like cuts out early, I always have a lot of respect for. Not dies, but I mean like. <laughs> oh, we've been but, waiting for you to cut out early for about three years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. I love I you. like Bruce Springsteen. Um, <laughs> but dude, really quickly, let's let's talk about the movie you watched. All right, this was a uh, late nighter uh, on demand, which I uh, got to leave my mom the six ninety nine for. <laughs> I come to my parents' house and I go through their on demand and I click on it and I watch movies and it gets charged to their bill. I've been doing it for about ten years and they've never said <laughs> yeah. thing. How's, so. how's how's college, Andy? How's college? <laughs> yeah. you fucking child? I go, oh, well, I got to watch something while I'm waiting to do my laundry. <laughs> um, I watched a movie called Save Yourselves! Exclamation point. Loved it. Oh, is it zombie? Great movie. It's got uh, uh, the Indian girl from uh, Glow. Uh, uh, Nina Suramaji. I'm never going to get her name right. And that's not even close. Maybe you should learn her name and not just put her into a (laughs) uh, box as an Indian woman. Yeah, but she's great. I love her. Uh, She's a super great actress and she's super funny. So this basically is uh, this couple, this young couple from Brooklyn, her and this other actor, John Reynolds, who you would know, you would recognize. I know the name. Um, Yeah. Ben McIntyre is also in it from High Maintenance and a couple other people. Our friend Joe Firestone has a small part in it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And uh, this couple, you know, it's, they make a big deal. of They're always on their phones and they're always kind of dialed in. And so they go, hey, listen, let's get away for a week. Our friend's grandfather's cabin, upstate New York, will not take our laptops. We won't turn our phones on for the entire time. It'll be great. And we'll just, you know, reconnect and we'll have a fun week out, you know, off the grid. 
And so they go up and it's, it's, it's really funny. Um, the, their chemistry and basically they miss the world getting attacked by aliens. <gasps> and that's all I'll say. It's great. It was such a fun it's little on ride. Oh, it's on, on demand. Yeah, it's on demand. It's called save yourselves with the exclamation point. It was great, dude. And it's a really cool, unique twist on what happens. I recommend it. Fiori's five-star flick of the week. <gasps> there it is. That's it. Thanks, Murphy. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch it t- oh, tonight when I get home. <gasps> These guys have a great rapport together. They have really good chemistry. They work well as a couple. And they're like the perfect Brooklyn kind of we're always on our phones couple. At, it just worked really well. And it was really well written, really well acted. And just a fun like, oh, I didn't see that coming. And I didn't see that coming. There's a couple of those moments. And then the ending is really cool, too. You go, oh, I like that a lot. Very highly recommended. Oh, Mike also helped me out. Thank you so much, Mike. I just realized on the chat, Mike wrote Marie Kondo. That's Janet Kong's real name. (laughs) 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 See, you can see where I was going with that. It might be, but it's Janet Kong. Oh, Sunita Mani. Thanks, Mike. Man, having the producer helps. (laughs) 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 Mike, you're already the best. Like you're awesome, yeah. Marie Kondo and Sunita Mani, yeah. I, we we're just bad at names. <laughs> one of the one of the one of the critiques of the show is that somebody was like, "These are guys know nothing about." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they go. They kind of know movies, but I don't think they know more than anybody. I don't know but why then, they host the movie. But then other people will write, "Oh, these guys know a lot about movies." <laughs> just I'm not probably, names. I go, yeah. What's her name? Hari Krishna over there. I don't know. She's uh, but dude, great, great movie. But, dude, I'll tell you this much. It kind of reminds me. I know it's not the same thing, but it reminds me of 10 Cloverfield Lane because it's kind of like yes. one of those things where something was yes. something huge was going on. You find out like but 10 Cloverfield Lane was such a good movie. And it was like you didn't know what was real and what wasn't. But I, but like, right. you know, actually, 10 Cloverfield Lane makes you at the end of it. You're like, I wish it, the movie was a half hour longer so we could <laughs> see what happened. The only difference with this one is they're kind of blissfully unaware. And then when you they start kind of realizing it's so good, it's really, really fun and funny, but also uh, uh, a bit of thrill to it. Not in like a crazy way, but enough to make me go to look around this empty house and all the creaks and the cracks. I'm going, ah, I'm just going to check and make sure all the doors are locked again. Well, Andy, <laughs> you know, they, they've on the Large Hadron Collider people. I don't know if you know those people the, at the... Um, Not personally, no. And the Institute. <laughs> I don't. You know, they're, they just proved that uh, by... Uh, through research with gravity that we have parallel universes going on right next to us. At this How did very they moment. prove that? This, because they were able to, they were able to prove that the, our gravity uh, was went into another dimension, or our, or I don't know if it's dimension, or I have to read the thing again. But they basically look it up. They just proved it. That um, it's just too much for the for the cool breeze to handle. <laughs> Can't take it. Well, if you feel a cool breeze in that big house, no, that might be an alien from a different dimension. Oh, buddy. Well, we I know we got to wrap up, but I'm excited to have you come and stay at the big house tomorrow. I can't wait. No. I'm going to I'm going to put the toaster away. I'm going to I'm going to clean my teeth. <laughs> Dude, I haven't put it away since my mom's been gone. I took it out to cake some make up English muffins the other day. It stayed right on the counter. Buddy. She comes back. She goes right to the kitchen. I Where's the toaster? The first thing she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we got to wrap up. But but uh, one last thing I wanted to say is I David Fincher's coming out with a new movie. Uh, and it's called uh, not Monk. What's it called here? It's called. Um, it's called Mank, and uh, I, it's, ba- it's about the making of Citizen Kane, and it could not look better. It has a very Ed, really? Wood, vi- Ed Wood vibe to it. 
but just David Fincher, man. This guy is you, amazing, and I can't wait to check it out. Are you a Citizen Kane guy? I watched it once for film class, and I, I, you know, I, I don't think I appreciate it. I should watch it again. I've watched I it a number of times. I don't think it's the greatest movie ever, but I think it's a very, very good movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember being well good, but I was too young to appreciate. I should watch it again. I tell you. Yes. Oh, Go ahead, buddy. No, I was going to say, I watched it the same way in college for a film class, and I appreciated it then, and I've seen it a few other times. And yeah, it's kind of also one of those things where it's like, oh, once you know Rosebud, that takes away from it a lot. You know, it's that. Yeah, there's a big reveal. Like, I can still appreciate this, but I know what it is now. It was like, the first <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan twist in a movie. <laughs> exactly. yep. Well, dude, this was a great first laugh button episode. I, I yeah. had a blast. I had a blast. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you again to the laugh button. And thank you, Mike uh, Suarez. Mushy Mike, we love you. And it's going to be a great run. And we got some stuff to promote as well, though, Shawnee, before we leave. Yes, we do. We have... Uh, we have two shows going on this weekend. You want to tell them about it, Andy? Yes. Uh, tonight, Friday, October 16th, we are going to be in Morris Plains, New Jersey, uh, co-headlining at the Dojo of Comedy. It's basically Tiff's Restaurant. Great restaurant. I was there last night. I had some ribs, Shawnee. I can't wait for you to have these ribs. Falling off the bone, baby. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> so come out. It's a, it's a safe social distance, everything. It's on the patio, and I think they're close to selling out. So grab tickets at Tiff's Comedy. Dot com, and then you want to tell them about Saturday? Yes. On Saturday, we're going to be at the VNV Adventure, Adventure Farm in Shamong, New Jersey. There's a band called The Amptons playing. It's an all-day. It's a bring-your-own-chair, bring-your-own-beer event. Guys, uh, I, I'm not sure. If you if you Google it, you'll be able to get tickets. You can SJPcomedy.com. SJPcomedy.com. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's a Soul Joel production. That's our buddy. He's amazing. He always puts on these these great events. And if you're in the area that's near Shamong, New Jersey, which yeah, we a lot got of people North Jersey, Jersey covered Friday, South Jersey, Saturday. Yeah. Check it out. And also hit us up on Instagram, guys. It's at um, it's at the DYM podcast on Instagram. Add us, message us, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review for the show. Follow me on at Shoney Time. Follow Andy on at Andy Fiore. Uh, and we both also have radio shows on Sirius. Mine is called Celebrate. It's every Wednesday at 4. Andy has one called The Raw Report every Thursday at 4 on Raw Dog 99, both shows. Andy, this was a blast. Thank you so much, my friend. You're welcome. I can't believe you got all that out in one breath. Holy hell. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited for the future of the show and it can only Absolutely. go up from here. Yeah. We'll talk and to you guys next week. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Thanks, Mikey. Bye, guys.